following message was delivered at Bible Baptist Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I'd like to preach on the subject from this passage. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Father, thank you that we can have the joy of the Lord no matter what. And I pray, Father, that you would help us as we look into thy word tonight and consider this passage of scripture and consider some of the naysayers, Father, the, those that are predicting nothing but doom and gloom. Father, may we see the Lord, and Father, may we have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Again, here recently, <laughs> many times recently, Joe Biden has tried to be the Grinch that stole Christmas, and he's come close, close to it with his dire predictions uh, for Christmas and for the potential of a really disastrous new year. But in the face of it, the scripture teaches something altogether different. And uh, though he is making dire predictions, and though maybe some difficult things will happen, we will probably have more deaths yet, folks, there's reason for us to be able uh, to have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year on, on the basis of what the scripture says, particularly in this passage of scripture. Now here again, the Bible says in verse 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now in this passage of scripture, okay, buddy, says, is, is supper disagreeing with you? Yeah, okay. Mine's not. I had chili and cornbread. Man, oh man, was that good. Anyway, in this particular passage of scripture, five times a pronoun appears over and over again. It's the pronoun I. Now, it's not I in reference to I, but it's I in reference to God. And we talk about Christmas, we talk about the new year. There's some reason for us to uh, look, at, look at it and consider it in an optimistic manner because of this verse and the I of this verse. Five times the word I is mentioned here, and then a couple of times it is uh, uh, put together with the, uh, the word am, I am, which again speaks of God. Now five times the number five speaks of grace and it speaks of the grace of God. And thanks be to God that there's grace available for all needs and at all times and for all of God's people. But the Lord here wants to remind us of something and I think that it's important as we talk about Christmas that we talk about something more in some senses, something more than just uh, the birth of of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to consider, first of all, as we look at this passage of Scripture, he says, uh, fear not, first of all, for he says, I am with thee. I am with thee. There is reason for us to be merry and to look forward to the new year with happiness because God says, I am with thee. We're not alone in this world. You know, so many people, and I have to feel like that some of the reason people commit suicide is because they feel all alone and they feel like there's no reason to be alive. 
And sometimes when people are dealing with dire sicknesses, even as my mom, she, she would question even herself, is it worth going through the treatment to live maybe just a little longer? Is it worth it to want to go on and live in a world like we live in? Well, folks, if God has given us life, God says, I've given you life, and he says to us, I am with thee, you and I personally, and God's people, if you will, collectively. Look at Genesis 15. Genesis 15. And sometimes people get discouraged. We do. <clears throat> but, and we might lose our happiness, our joy, and the prospect of, of a better future because of things that are going on around us. You know, I, I turn on the radio. I want to get some news. I am so sick and tired of hearing about COVID. I could care less about COVID. They start into it, I click it off. So you're just putting, you're like a, you're a camel putting your head in the sand. No, I'm sick and tired of, of COVID. Because it seems to be the only thing we focus on. The Lord says, I am with thee. In Genesis 15 and 1, the Bible says, And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? I mean, they lived a long time, they're getting old, and no children. And you know what, the Bible says that there are three things that are sat, never satisfied, satisfied yet, uh, uh, for which say not, it is enough. One of those uh, four things is a barren womb. Every woman who gets married wants to have children. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that not every one of them want to, but it's a natural thing for women to want children. Here, Abraham, he, he wanted, a, he wanted a, a child, a son. He went childless. And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in mine house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came on him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto them, So shall thy seed be. And he believed the Lord in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. He was thinking about not just having a child in his lifetime, but he was thinking also about the child who was going to be born, the Christ, the Savior of the world. Look at me to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And we'll begin in verse 1. Joshua 1. And we'll begin in verse 1. <clears throat> Here the Bible says, Now after the death, Joshua 1 and 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that, I have, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and of the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man to be able to stand before thee with all thy days of thy life. As I was with Moses, and that was important, God was with Moses. That's why Moses was able to accomplish 
what he was able to accomplish. It wasn't Moses that led the people of Israel out. It was the Lord, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide <coughs> for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. Day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then uh, uh, thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now why did the Lord repeatedly say, be strong and of good courage, don't be dismayed, don't be afraid. Why? Because, you know what folks, there is a potential in, the, in every human heart, and every man's heart even, to struggle with the issue of fear and the issue of uncertainty uh, when we think about the future. And Joshua had quite a bit that the Lord wanted him to do, even as God had given to Moses. But the key to success, the key to victory, was these words, I am with thee. I am with thee. God is with us. In Matthew 1 and 23, the Lord Jesus Christ is born Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. That's important. God is with us. No matter what Joe Biden or any other knothead or Fauci, that guy makes me, uh, he's another one that infuriates me. Look at Romans 8 and 31. Romans 8 and 31. <clears throat> Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Amen. Romans 8 and 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Well, Biden's against us, the Democrats are against us, Putin's against us, the leader of China's against us, the leader of Iran's against us, and on and on the list goes. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? What are they going to do? Take away our social security card? You know, what are they going to do? Take away our, our state or nation? No. They can't take any, anything of value from us. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Secondly, I am, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Secondly, I am thy God. God is saying to us and wants to reiterate to us, even in this Christmas season and in every season, I am thy God. If you're saved by the grace of God, he's not just a God at hand, he is thy God. You're, amen, amen. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. <clears throat> Now, the word dismayed means that is disheartened, discouraged, or deprived of courage. Be not dismayed. Be not discouraged. I am thy God. First Chronicles 12. First Chronicles 12 and 16. First Chronicles 12 and 16, now this is as David has fled from Saul, who's trying to kill him, and there are those men who are gathering themselves together unto him in the hold. And verse 16, there came <coughs> of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David, and David went out to meet them, and answered and said unto them, If it be, if ye be come peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto, the, unto you, but if ye... 
become to betray me uh, to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands. Our, the God of our fathers looked thereon and rebuke it. Then the Spirit of the Lord came, up, uh, spirit, uh, came upon Amasiah, who was the chief of the captains, and said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse, peace be, uh, peace, peace be unto thee. Peace be to thine helpers, for thy, for thy God helpeth thee. David received them and made them captains of the band. God is telling uh, David through one of his soldiers, he is saying, uh, <clears throat> I am with thee, I, I will help thee. I am thy God. If you will, look with me to uh, uh, Psalm 48 and 14. Psalm 48 and 14. <clears throat> Psalm 48 and 14. The Bible says, This is God, for this God is our God, thy God, <clears throat> forever and forever. He will be our God even unto death, but he is our God, what? How long? For how long? Forever and forever. Not when we've somehow reached some limit where God's patience has run out. God is our God forever and forever. John 20. John 20 and verse 11. John 20 and verse 11. The Bible says, But Mary, this is after Christ has died and risen from the dead on the first day of the week, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked at the sepulcher. And see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is the same master. And Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend to my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God, and Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he'd spoken these things under her. Now, why would he say, I'm, I'm going to go, he says, my father and your father, my God and your God. Christ had not ceased to be God. He had not ceased to, uh, to be their comforter for them. He's a, he is risen from the dead. And one of his greatest concerns before he ascends to the Father is to bring comfort to the hearts of his, of his people, of his children. He said, I'm going to go to my God and your God. God is still there with you. I am thy God, if you will. Thirdly, he says in, in Isaiah 41.10, he says, I will strengthen thee. Look at me to Psalm 29.11. Psalm 29.11. Now, you know what? Every one of us at times <clears throat> gets discouraged. We feel like we don't have the strength we don't have the strength to do what we ought to do, to go on, 
to be able to maybe have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in the face of all that seems to be going on or going wrong. In Psalm 29, 11, the Bible says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Now, God is giving a, us a promise. In all these things, he's promising. He says, he said, I will be with thee. I will be thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will strengthen thee. And you know, folks, it's because God knows there are times when we feel with, as though we have no strength to go on. Look with me to uh, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 and 28. Isaiah 40 and 28. <clears throat> The Bible says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? And I think that's important as we think about what else he's going to say. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. That's all of what God is and more. Fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. But there are times when we are weary and there is a searching of our understanding. We don't quite understand why this is going on, why this is happening. The Bible says in 29, He giveth power to the faint, to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, as, with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We're talking about the promises of God that God will strengthen us, if you will. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. <clears throat> and looking at verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3 and looking at verse 14. And one of the reasons it's important for us to pray, we find here in this passage of Scripture, is Paul is saying how he's praying uh, for these, uh, the, these Ephesian believers at the church at Ephesus. He says in verse 14, For this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you according to the riches of the glory of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and, and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. But he said, strengthened with strength in the inner man by the Spirit of God. You know, sometimes, folks, <clears throat> the, the strength is right there for us. It dwells with us because God is with us. And there are times when we feel like we're strengthless. We, we feel like I can't do any more. I can't put up with any more. I can't deal with any more of the trouble that I've been dealing with. And yet Paul learned and could say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Sometimes when we feel we're at, the, we're at the end of our rope, we're at the end of our strength, we say, you know, I, just, it's, I guess it's just going to crumble. God says, wait a second. I'm here. I am thy God. I am with thee. I will strengthen thee. Fourthly, he says, yea, I will help thee. You know, folks, the Bible says, vain is the help of man. Now, there are times, and it's important that we try to help each other out, but there are times with, and I know this with all my heart, there are times when there is no one, there is no one who can help you like the Lord. No one who can help you like the Lord. No one who understands 
like the Lord. And sometimes I hesitate when people are talking to me to say, well, I understand, which, because I don't understand sometimes. I was talking to Sherry today, and she was talking to me about this niece who had died and, and the depression, and I, and I stopped and I thought, well, I said, I don't really understand what that's all about. I said, I've read things about it, but I don't understand what it's all about. I don't understand what it is to have someone who feels like that and then finally commits suicide. But folks, the Lord understands and the Lord will help us. He says, if you will, <clears throat> looking, at, uh, looking back to uh, Isaiah 41, Isaiah 41, <clears throat> it's not the only time in this passage, in this chapter that he says, I will help thee. As a matter of fact, if you read on from verse 10 to 11 through 14, he says, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. They, they that strive with thee shall perish. Now, God is telling, telling Israel and telling us that he's going to deal with those that stand against us. Thou shalt seek them and shalt find them, even them that contend with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, for I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou worm of Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Three times in these verses he says, I will help thee. Now God's not a liar. And if he says, I will help thee, he will help us. And sometimes we don't understand how the help, where the help's going to come from and even how God will help. But God will help because he's promised to, he said he would, and he will. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. And let's look at verse um, 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying what? Lord, help me. Now initially, let's read on. Let's see, see what he says. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast them to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, A woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now you know what? What did she simply say to Christ? Lord, help me. And did not the Lord help her? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, she wasn't even saved yet. And yet she was reaching out to Christ, saying, Lord, help me. And the Lord helped her. Now what, will God, what more will God do for us if we cry out to God and say, Lord, help me? And sometimes we think that all the flower words that we pray are so important. It's not the things we pray. It's the heart from which we pray. And a heart that cries out to God, Lord, help me. 
Folks, God is not going to turn a deaf ear to that prayer. God is not going to turn a deaf ear. He is going to help. And Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Look at verse 5. Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What's Paul doing? Reminding them of the promise of God. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Even Biden and the Democrats and who knows what. And lastly, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The right hand of my righteousness speaks of the faithfulness of our God. It speaks of the faithfulness of our God. Now, he is faithful. We're not always. There's not a person in this room, including me, who can always say, I've always been faithful. Because we haven't. Yet the Bible says, yet he abideth faithful. Amen? God is faithful to us. Psalm 37 Look at verse 23. Psalm 37, looking at verse 23. Bible says here, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man. Oh, the good man. Verse 24, in context... Though he fall, who fall? The good man. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and am now old, yet, I have, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. Now, who are the righteous Christians? All Christians. Are they righteous because of their righteousness? No. The Bible says their righteousness is of me amen and god is faithful to us and though the good man or good woman fall though they fall though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the lord upholdeth him with his hand you know there are times when we fall we falter we fail god we fail god but he never fails us he still loves us And you know what? When we're not faithful to him, he is always faithful to us. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. You know what? There are times when we feel like, man, I've blown it. What can I do? The Lord says, talk to me about it. Tell me about it. You've fallen, but you're not going to be utterly cast down. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to lift you up. Psalm 145. And verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall. And raiseth up all those that be bound down. All that fall. 
You know something, folks? Sometimes we fall and we fall and at the bottom of the fall is when sometimes we get saved. We fall, we falter, we fall flat on our face and God says, okay, now will, now will you let me be your God? And we take him as our God and he lifts us up. Amen. All that are bowed down, God cares about. 2 Timothy 4. Now, <clears throat> verses uh, 6 through 8, the Bible says, Paul writes, For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. Folks, it looks like as if been a conqueror, without faltering, without failing. No. And there's someone we read about later on in the chapter that it proves to be the one who held him up. In verse 16, he writes, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and, to, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me into his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now it was the same Paul that said in Romans chapter uh, <clears throat> 7, that the things that he hated were the things that he did, sometimes too often. He didn't tell us what they were, but the things that he hated, he said, sin dwelled within him. He said, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. He's talking about the struggle and the conflict in our lives with sin. The, the tendency for us to fall, to falter, to fail God, to fail ourselves. And yet Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 4 and 6 through 8 as if he had he'd just gone on. Well, he had gone on by the grace of God, with the help of God. Because God had stood with him no matter what, not only against the enemy that was without, but the enemy that was within. And gave him the grace to go on and finish the work that God had given him to do. You know, we all have a long course to run. We're not running a sprint. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And sometimes our course is difficult. Everybody has a little different course. We're all going to the same place. We all have the same finish line, the same destination. But our course is a little different. <clears throat> even when we don't stand with the Lord, He stands with us. And when even some of God's people fail us, God will never fail us. Amen. We will be upheld with the right hand of God's righteousness. We'll stand in heaven one day and we won't boast of our righteousness. We'll sing of the glory of the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about this message, or if you would like information about our church, please visit us online at bbcdickinson.com. Thank you.